0: Hello there, welcome back to The Bleeding Truth. My name's Sally McNally. I'm the Irish midwife. And I'm Bridget, Sally's daughter. So today we weren't
1: quite sure what we were gonna talk about. Um, So we wanted to maybe just have a conversation between us. Sally's been bringing up this memory she's had of her time moving to California or coming to California for the first time. And it's a story that I haven't heard yet. So we thought, why not? just yeah. dive into that. I don't know if it's gruesome, I don't know if it's shocking or just, you know, a good memory. It could be a little bit of all of it. I don't know. Um but yeah, I think that's kind of the topic for tonight. Also, yeah. Happy belated birthday.
0: Oh, thanks Amelia. <laughs> I
1: hope you had a good birthday. I'm I had a great one. Thanks. Celebrate together.
0: Yes. I wish we could have we'll next time we're together we'll celebrate all of the things we miss yeah
1: yeah, yeah absolutely
0: thanks it's,
1: good, it's gonna be thanksgiving in a couple days yeah Hopefully I post this before then yeah but <laughs> <laughs> um and then christmas too so i don't know when the next time it is i'll see you no hoping yeah. soon
0: we'll have to plan something yeah when we and plan to it, be it, my story
1: good. of coming back to
0: California, yes, yes,
1: <laughs> okay. But, um, yeah, I don't know anything you want to say yeah. before we get into it. Any like well, disclaimers? Yeah, uh,
0: sometimes when you get old, like I was thinking about this on my birthday, when I look back, um, there's certain times in your life that are super important, and there's crossroads, mm-hmm. right? There's you, you're reach a crossroads and how different your life can be depending on the road you take mm. and that's why this story is is kind of important to mm. me yeah because okay. it was a major crossroads for me let me tell you um, Ah, yeah okay it, it's it's like one story leading to another story but the story in between is what's important tonight that I want to share
1: okay
0: all so right so it start yeah <laughs> well it kind of started when i left alaska Um, i traveled with a friend to nebraska um, mm-hmm. where he wanted to go and visit his grandfather uh, who was a really cool old guy Um, he had been living in this old church that he had bought and for years he had looked after his wife who had alzheimer's and and uh, she got too sick and they took her back to pennsylvania so then he was on his own in this church until he couldn't look after himself so he ended up in mm. an old folks home so um My friend that I was with, he wanted to go and see, you know, see his grandfather before he died. Uh, uh, So we went uh, to Nebraska, of all places. And when I went to visit this old guy, I loved him. He was like in his like late 80s. And we just developed this great communication. He he would talk to me and tell me his stories and I could listen all day and there he was stuck in this old folks home and he was a preacher right so he was a good talker and he he told me that he was very very sad because this place that he was in this was a place that he used to visit every week he'd come and he'd visit all of the old people in there and talk to them about their religion or you know pray with them and bring them things. And now here he was stuck in here. Mm. So it kind of broke my heart and I felt so bad for him um, that I broke him out of there. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) wait, maybe you have told me a little bit about this. Yeah, he was really, really cool, right? So um, he said, I can't be in here.
1: What do you mean by broke him out, though?
0: I rescued him.
1: (laughs) You stole him? (laughs) You know,
0: it was it was it was kind of a a rescue, really. And it was with his grandson as well. Um, But uh, we got a wheelchair from somewhere and uh, we said we were bringing him out for the evening (laughs) to bring him out to dinner. And everyone thought, what a great idea. And he was really sick and old and couldn't walk, you know. But he missed his wife, and any time he talked about her, he'd cry. So I brought him home to his, his house, uh, and his house was a renovated little church made into a home mm. that they'd lived in for years. But of course, it was very run down, and like there was like little shelves made out of you know cardboard boxes and stuff like that, and uh, you could you tell he didn't have a whole lot. Uh, you know, he had no money or anything like that. He just had this and a really old car. Uh, I think it was a Ford something. Um, So uh, he, he got more and more chatty and he was so excited to be home that he started telling me secrets from his life, like when he gave up drinking alcohol, that he was, you know, he was a, like a bum that travelled on the trains and he would jump on the train and mm-hmm. travel from place to place. And and then one day he got this like amazing um epiphany that he was going in the wrong direction. He was telling me about his crossroads. Right. Mm. And he had a bottle of whiskey and he was drinking it. And all of a sudden it was like he said it was like an electric shock coming through him. He realized "I I don't have to do this. I'm not going to do this anymore. And he threw the bottle at the wall and it smashed. And it was such an amazing moment for him. And he said he'd never told anybody that before. And I thought it was really important that he, I was the lucky one to hear this story, you know. He also shared another story with me that his own father was very violent and he used to beat his mother mercilessly. And uh, one day he was becoming himself, he was becoming a young teenager and strong. And he stood up to the father and, you know, went to fight him. Um, But the father grabbed a shotgun and started shooting after him and he ran out the door and he ran away from home. That's how he left his home. Can you imagine? Wow. Yeah, wasn't that? And and that was another story he hadn't shared. So I was like loving this old guy and loving his storytelling and stuff.
1: This life sounds like a movie.
0: (laughs) It really was. It was quite amazing. But every time he talked about his wife, he'd cry. And I knew I had to get them together. So so why were they were
1: separated? Where was she? His
0: his The family that lived in Pennsylvania mm-hmm. took her home there so that she could, you know, that they could look after her and that she would die there. Um, but he didn't go. And it was really hard to get him there, you know. So I bundled him up and the grandson and me, we took him, (laughs) drove him all the way to Pennsylvania. And he, he couldn't sit because his legs would swell up. So he'd have to lie down in the back of the car. Such a long drive. And all the way he told stories and we got closer and closer. I kept on telling him, you're going to look into her eyes soon. You're going to be back together soon. And it was really magical. We made it there, to their house, and it was quite shocking. Really, everyone was like, "What's going on?"
1: This <laughs> so, is before the cell phones.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yes, yeah, right. But we walked walked him in, you know, all around him, helping him in, and he sat there beside his wife, and she was in the bed, you know, like almost, you know, gone. She was really old and. Um, and he was holding her hands and the tears were just dropping down his face and she didn't recognise him and it didn't matter she didn't know him before she she left you know he just loved her so much so it was very wow. beautiful
1: that's so sad that they'd separated them I
0: know I know but his life really affected me you know uh, before we brought him uh, we bought the church off him and it was really cheap, like, And he, I bought his car off him. The grandson, mm-hmm. like, bought the, the house, the church house. <laughs> and I bought the car. I think he gave it to me for $200. And wow. he gave me his Bible and his typewriter, like one of those really old style typewriters. Ah. You might have seen it, haven't you seen I've it? I've seen
1: ha- that in like the attic or yeah. somewhere in the house. There's a type right, right there,
0: yeah. So we drove back to Nebraska, but it, my heart was changed. It was, I felt the this strong stirring when I got back that I had to go. I had to leave. Um, so leaving that place is a story on its own, but What I want you now to pick up my little story here is that I'm in his car, right? His old, old car that hadn't been driven in a long time and I'm out of there, right? I drive to the end of this little country laneway that comes to a fork in a road and I went right I remember thinking do I go left do I go right I didn't know where either road was going to lead to but I drove right and then this strong feeling came in me that I couldn't stop driving I'd stop I'd fill up the car with gas and I'd go again and it was an old shaky rattly thing and it was it was right after Christmas it was coming up to New Year's Mm -hmm. And I would drive and drive, and then I remember a couple of nights I'd stop and I'd sleep in a, a motel, old horrible places, awful. I would never want to stay yeah. in this
1: place. It doesn't sound like. But it
0: was no, it was so weird. It was such a weird journey. There was mm. no, there was no heater in the car, no air conditioning, no radio, nothing worked. I could barely roll the 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 car window down. Everything was old and squeaky. And I remember driving through these mountains this time, right? And the car started making all this weird noise. And I was like, it was like the wilderness, you know, coming up this mountain. Oh God, can I make it? And up at the top off this mountain there was a gas station i was so happy I got there Mm -hmm. and all this steam is coming out of the radiator like it's overheated way overheated I don't know what to do because I don't know what to do you know um and I'm looking
1: babies not engines yes
0: (laughs) I managed to open up um and there's all this steam coming out of an area and it sounds like it's going to like blow up and I heard this voice behind me, got some engine trouble there, girly. I'll never forget his voice. I was like terrified. And I turned around and there's nobody around. And this fella comes out of the gas station little shop. And he he, he probably had like two teeth. And he was like <laughs> really like kind of grubby and oily looking and, and you scary. Know where you I was, I think, in Montana somewhere Mm -hmm. in Montana. All I knew was that I could not stop driving. I was driven to do this journey. It was the most amazing journey I've ever made. Um, But I'm like terrified of this man, you know, and he says, you know what you need to do there, girly? And I'm like, (laughs) girly? And I'm dressed in army fatigue so I'd look rough and tumble, right? So the Mm -hmm. old... I've got it from the army surplus store. I used to wear it up in Alaska because I was freezing cold. And I thought I looked really, you know, um Tough. tough. <laughs> And I tried looking kind of of crazy too, but he was the nicest man. He came and he showed me how to, you know, fill the tank up or the radiator with water and wait until Mm -hmm. the car cooled down. He got me some food and cup of coffee and asked me where I was going and I didn't know where I was going. (laughs) I honestly was it was that kind of a journey. I was like, you know, I didn't know. Where was I going? I had a map and I thought I'm heading to California, but I don't want to head to California because my Aunt Sally was the only person I knew there. My Aunt Sally in Santa Barbara. I, I didn't want to go to see my Aunt Sally. We didn't really even get on. Oh gosh. Anyway, um So it, had you
1: you'd already been to California?
0: Years before. Said. Yeah, years, years before. and okay. years before. Yeah. Um so anyway, he said, that car is not the kind of car to make a long journey in. <laughs> he said, you shouldn't, you, you should not drive that car. And I said, uh, I, I have to go and drive this car. I'm on a mission. I don't know what it is. I have to keep going. So he gave me sandwiches and off I went oh. in the car. Really nice guy. I often mm-hmm. wonder, you know. Who he was, but he was an angel, and you know, sometimes when you're kind of in trouble uh, and life isn't really going well for you, look for the angels, they're there. You know, that for me, I'm like terrified out there in the world, I'm driving a car that's gonna die. I have eight thousand dollars that was my um amount of money that I had saved from my job in Alaska, eight thousand dollars, all I had in the world in the in the lining of my army surplus coat and this car that barely could drive. And off I went again. And I'm I'm going and I'm going and I'm going. And I remember I stopped and I called my sister Mary in Ireland. And I, it's like one of those like pay phones, you know, and I'm putting the coins in as fast as I could and telling her, well, I'm on this journey. I'm going to California, but I don't really want to go and her voice sounded a little strange but she didn't you know say don't go or go she she just said be safe <laughs> so I ran out of coins and I went off again and then another part of the journey the car started making these awful sounds like every now and then I'd stop and I'd put water in I'd learnt that part and gas it <laughs> out. but then now there's a new sound like tickety-tock tickety-tock Tickety-tock, tickety-tock. And I'm like, what the heck is that? And I stopped, I looked, I couldn't see anything, and I couldn't figure it out. So tickety-tock, tickety-tock, and it was getting louder and louder and louder. And it was all and I could hear for miles and miles and miles. We're like, I gotta keep going. And it was like there was some magic in the car with me, making me go, 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 go in a direction I didn't want to go to a person I didn't want to be with. But I felt (laughs) I know I felt like it was the um, the old preacher that somehow he 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 was pushing me towards my own, you know, fork in the road. Um, So uh, anyway, I pulled into this garage and I was filling up the tank and I went across to these guys who were. You know fixing tires and putting oil in and i said could one of you just look at the car it's making this weird noise and um i'm afraid to keep driving in it and he said sure so he got into the car with me and we took a little drive on the freeway and he said yeah i hear it that's very weird that's very unusual and we drove back and when we got back to his place one of the tires during that short little journey had a big, huge bubble in it. It was just about to
1: explode. Yeah. Oh, God.
0: I know. But it wasn't that really lucky that I took that You found chance. a tire guy. <laughs> he was a tire guy. And he was another yeah. angel on the road because yeah. he took me out. He couldn't see it. But there it was. And he was like, oh, my God, we could have been killed, you know. So um, he gave me two tires decent enough tires <laughs> I didn't have a lot of money right Would you? so uh, he fixed me up got me back on the road and off I went and um, now it's coming up to New Year's Eve so I, I, I went to this uh, motel how know, long how long
1: it was, was like three
0: days? it might have been three days something like that yeah. but it seemed like you know it was like a big chunk of time Um, And I'm waiting for them to clean a room in this motel um, Mm -hmm. so that I can get that room for New Year's Eve. This was New Year's Eve. And uh, so I'm so exhausted. I, I lay down in my car and cover myself up in my coat and I'm laying in the car waiting for them to clean the room. And these people walk by and they stopped and they started saying a prayer more angels right and they I could hear one of them say it's like two men it was like a a father and a son and one said to the other isn't that so sad isn't that a sad way to uh, ring in the new year in your car they thought I was living in my car and I was like wow this is what it must feel like you know what people see anyway I wasn't quite living in the car right (laughs) but um, I, I it was a fork, a big fork showing up. Mm-hmm. So that New Year's was in that motel on my own. I remember that really well. And I'm thinking, wow, this is kind of scary. What are you going to do with your life? How did you get to this situation?
1: How old were you?
0: I was too old to be in a situation like this, Bridgie. I was, you know, over 30. Yeah, I was, it, I I was, I was still, uh, living the wildness that i should have been done with you know but so then anyway um i am um, the next part of the journey and almost there um i was driving through san francisco and I remember knowing this is san francisco that's the big bridge i could see but i was like down and sad and getting kind of lonely and going through all of the different emotions you know, being really happy, being really lonely, being really depressed, being kind of angry with life. All of it came through me, you know. And then I saw this um, this off ramp and I thought, I'm just going to get off here. I'm sick of this drive and I don't want to go to Santa Barbara to see my rich aunt and to for her to look at me and to see that I'm a failure, you know. Mm. I wasn't a failure, but I no. felt like it in that few days you know well where did I get off only skid row and I'm driving under these bridges through these homeless people and I had never witnessed anything as awful as that before I mean now we drive through LA and you don't even bat an eyelid that people are pooping on the street and living in tents you know it's like nobody even bats an eyelid it's like we've gotten so used to it but I had never seen anything like this before and there was people like wandering up towards the car and look gazing at me and and at one stage the car started to splutter and stop and I remember thinking don't let the car stop I was like thinking because this is this is it. If you let the car stop, you can't stay here. Keep it going. And all of a this sudden. This is L.A., right? Not No, this is San Francisco. Oh, wow. Yeah, this is I remember it was definitely San Francisco. And then suddenly the car lurched forward and off I went again and I could feel myself. So happy coming out of that awful, awful situation. And and then I knew I was on the right path and the car never made another clinky sound. It was smooth sailing all the way, all the way to Santa Barbara. And when I got there, I got to my aunt's house and I was like all the while thinking, why do I have to come here? What is it? Why her why can't it be something else you know poor Aunt Sally when I got there um, I actually stayed in a motel down the road from her because I was like ah I can't and then the next morning I knocked on the door thinking I'm going to surprise look who I'm here and then my my other aunt answered the door she had come for a visit I didn't know I hadn't been in connection with them at all And she opened the door and she said, Sally, how did you know we've been looking for you? And I said, what, what do you mean? She said, how did you know we needed you? And I'm like, what? And she led me up the stairs to where my aunt was. And there was old Aunt Sally with her arm in a big iron um, frame. She had broken it in two places. She had fallen down these stairs and they were looking to see if I could come to look after her. Why are you? Because I'm a nurse.
1: Oh, and you were in the United States.
0: Yeah. Isn't that amazing? They were like, anybody know where Sally is? Can anyone contact Sally? And I think when I contacted my sister, Mary, she had just heard about this and she didn't want to tell me in case I didn't go or something you know oh I so don't you know. said you
1: were going there I'll, and she was like
0: "Ah." I'll have to ask her because I'll yeah. have to wow. so here's I thought okay the whole journey makes sense I'm meant to be here to look after Aunt Sally to swallow my pride and help
1: and and just like as a little backstory Aunt Sally's not with us anymore
0: so yes, and Sally's not, that, offending, yeah.
1: not offending. Yeah, and Aunt Sally is but, a
0: whole chapter on her own. and um, right, but I, but here's. I almost the,
1: forgot about that. Like right. that's something we should
0: talk about. But. Here is the the crunch of this story: why it's important to me, and why it was such an important crossroads, Bridgie, um, and Sally uh, was. You know, I needed a lot of help and care because she was an old old lady herself. And here I am being led to be with these old people and help them in their time of need, you know, and come out of my own selfish, you know, enjoyment of life. Well, Aunt Sally's best friend in the church was a beautiful lady called Flo McNally. And (laughs) so the two of them in the church... Um, started talking now that I was hit there with them, um, and and they were trying to set me up with Flo's son, John McNally, and <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have any of it. Set me up in a blind date? No way. I'm too old for that. Uh, but we happened to meet at a St. Patrick's Day party, uh, the two of us anyway. Um, so I, I was there like January, February, March, and then we. We met and was love at first sight. Oh, and that was the reason for that journey, and you were the reason for that journey.
1: <laughs> and I was born in Santa Barbara because yeah. you didn't leave, <laughs> right?
0: Yeah, yeah. And and my life has been, you know, just magical since yeah. everything just easy. You know, yeah.
1: I do think that's kind of amazing that. Flow. My grandma yeah. was friends with Aunt Sally, yeah. and that they had tried to set you up, but it just didn't work. Yeah,
0: right. <laughs> that way. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I'm uh, sorry. I've it... heard.
1: No, I love that. I've heard parts of those stories, and you just yeah. put a lot of it together. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: But um, the old guy gave me his Bible and his um, his typewriter you know <laughs> and i i uh i want to write now you know uh, and i have been doing a tiny bit of writing um uh, mm-hmm. but i think of him often because his bible had you know notes in it um mm. f- from the sermons that he wrote and he would write the notes beside the passages that he wanted to get bring together and I thought wow it's so clever I could see the notes and the passage and how he would bring it into this this beautiful story and he'd type it out on his his little typewriter um yeah so his story is part of my story and my story is part of your story and and Johnny's story and Aunt Sally's story and how we're all entwined with each other you know that um we shouldn't ignore people that we meet, you know, all of the little angels that I met along the way. Uh, And it was a hard journey because I was, you know, I was very confused, not knowing really what direction I wanted to go. And I actually wanted to go to India. That was the next place. (laughs) Yeah.
1: That's crazy. mm -hmm. And do you feel like, like, what was it about, um, my dad that helped like settle you down because you were kind of going to so many adventures back to back at that time. Like I know before Alaska, you were in Georgia. And then before Georgia was like Ireland and Saudi Arabia. I know it
0: was like a bouncing. Yeah. You
1: you were going all over the place.
0: I know. I think I was looking for him, Bridgie. I was looking for him because (laughs) And he he had been to Ireland nine times before he met me, you know, because you were in other places, you <laughs> know, <laughs> and the two of us <laughs> had to to meet there at that yeah. moment. You know, you can't rush life, you can't force mm. things. It has to happen in its own time. It unfolds for you when it's meant to, mm. um, but. You know, uh, I remember telling him on our first date that I'm going to go to India and study yoga with the <laughs> sages on the beaches, and and he's like, "No, I don't think you're going to do that." <laughs> <laughs> but he, he, you know, he knew, and I, I knew when we met each other. It was like instant. It was like, and it's, it. We feel so lucky, you know, that. That we actually did get to to meet. Through all of the weird life that you know, life for most people, how is it that people meet their soulmate? You know, all the millions of people you meet along the way. Mm-hmm.
1: Like I, I love that story because you know I'm I'm my my personal story is definitely still yeah unfolding, of course, but yeah, just like. The most similar thing is my move to Texas. Yeah. Like that's something that really was not part of my character like before. Like I kind of didn't, like I was thinking anywhere but Texas.
0: (laughs) Isn't that amazing? That was kind of like my perspective beforehand.
1: But I feel like since I've moved, I've just Mm -hmm. opened up so many new doors and I've met so many great people and, like the job I have now I couldn't have imagined yeah like not being in this position.
0: So now. great. Yeah. And
1: all of that just because I I like kinda took a chance, right? right. And
0: That's right. Could have yeah.
1: stayed, could have gone mm-hmm. somewhere else, yeah. you know, could have done a lot of other right. things, but I yeah. It, it felt right at a certain time. And now, you know, I feel like it's still feeling right. So yeah. I like, I'm happy with that decision.
0: Right. How but wonderful. Yeah, I, I can see
1: that, you know, like, you're not really sure because it was kind of like that switch it was like, hmm, I think I just got to go and try mm-hmm. it out. And now things are, you know, just picking up and right. Like I, it feels like home.
0: So that's so wonderful. Yeah. I love to that. And hear I'm sure
1: that. I'm not going to stay here forever, but we'll, you know, move around and this is part of it but
0: yeah this is part of it yeah yeah Mm
1: -hmm. and i think that's you know when you are talking about it that's very you know powerful
0: Mm -hmm. i think that we all have like our own drum beat that we listen to and Mm -hmm. i love that you listen to your drum beat i mean you know if it was up to me i'd have you here in my arms and just (laughs) carry you around (laughs) but yeah and I really wouldn't be happy that if you stayed here, I want you to get out and live your life and see the world and experience things, but be safe, you know, I wouldn't ever want you making that kind of journey that I made. I've been in some really dangerous positions during my life, different moments where you're like, whoa, I'm in real danger here. Um, that one was a kind of like a long, drawn out kind of dangerous, not knowing, you know. And yet, every step along the way, there was somebody saying, "Come on, you're making the right decision. You're going in the right way. Let's help."
1: Right, that's incredible. Yeah,
0: and pushed me right into Johnny's arms. I mean, what? <laughs> Isn't that cool?
1: It's amazing. Yeah. yeah. He actually, I think, the last time. I was in California before my move. I was down in SoCal and he had me watch yeah. the video recording of him proposing
0: to you. Oh, yeah.
1: You were like at work, but I watched it with him and it was just, Aww. oh, it made me cry.
0: Oh, this is so fun.
1: <laughs> he did like a poem. Yeah. Or no, was he singing or something? Or he was reading a poem. But then he had you come up for yeah something, and you yeah. were not suspecting it. But it ended up being in the newspaper because yeah. he did it in front of people and
0: yeah cameras was, and everything. It was yeah. so great. We'll do a podcast, a a romance podcast sometime. Yeah, we'll tell each I other mean, our love. stories I'm sure
1: you guys have stories. Yes, about because. You guys were together before you had me for a while, too. So I'm sure yeah. there's stories there that I
0: don't know about. Yeah. <laughs> well, the engagement one was so great. Yeah. I yeah. love that. But, yeah, what I kind of wanted to to say was that in rescuing the old preacher guy, mm-hmm. I was oh, he was rescuing me.
1: Mm-hmm. Really. Like his life impacted your life in such a great way
0: yeah yeah i mean so i think we should all look around and see what's happening in our life now and everybody that's there's playing a part Mm -hmm. of your symphony called Mm -hmm. your life Mm -hmm. they're all got an instrument it's all important yeah and everything is exactly the way it's supposed to be
1: that I don't know about but <laughs> I think that there's definitely an element of like you know the resources that you had growing up versus because I had times in my life where I felt discombobulated and just made bad choices and such but I feel lucky enough to have had a good support group and
0: right. people yeah. to like be
1: good examples in my life that yeah I could lean on and mm-hmm. kind of you know, see what, what I really want to be like and yeah. such. Yeah. And right. I don't know. I feel lucky to have kind of gotten myself out of my own, you know, yeah. mess ups <laughs> sooner than maybe some.
0: Yeah. But. My sister, Mary, taught me this. She's very wise and strong, Mary. And her husband, Kevin, they both taught this to me once about uh, when a person is has got a stable uh, foundation, you know, like a a family that loves them and a a home and food and school and all of that's part of your foundation that sometimes if you fall off the foundation or get too far away, not to worry too much because usually a person with a good foundation comes back and finds that, Mm -hmm. that feeling again, that they always want to come back to feeling like that safe foundation. Yeah. And then eventually they create that in their own life. Like you're so um, grounded. It like amazes me. You're so young. You're Just like, well, me. you're like, you like, know all about your finances and <laughs> your, your responsibilities. And, you know, you, you don't have that like, but, like let's but yeah, but, make life dangerous thing.
1: I did for a while.
0: I know, but you you came back to the to yeah. the foundation.
1: And I, I think a lot of that has to do with the resources I had. Like you said, like if I had the foundation yeah, right. and part of that was like swimming and yeah, having exactly know, strict yeah. Lifestyle in that sense that yeah. was motivating. Yeah. But like that's because of, you know, what I was lucky to have with you guys. Right. And yeah. I, it, you know, what she says is true yeah. in that case. I, and I least, think, yeah, I
0: had too. I must have had some kind of a, a firm foundation as well. That, you mm-hmm. know, growing up, I must have, right? Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> I'm not that crazy. <laughs> You're
1: not crazy at all. Really well. <laughs> But yeah, no, I think, you know, thank you for sharing that. It definitely connects some of the dots. And she's she keeps saying she's gonna write a book, so I know that when you do that eventually it's gonna have way more detail.
0: <laughs> yes, lots more details that I and
1: actually have, you know, a real view of everything that you were feeling and such during that time. I don't I, I don't know if I've said it, but there's sometimes when you tell stories that like make me uncomfortable because i don't want to like think of you in bad situations i know like it's, I know. it's almost like i don't want to hear it you know
0: yes and because it's almost like i don't now. want to say it yeah
1: because yeah. it's like a downer and yeah. i think we're both the same where you know if if you hear something that's yes. kind of sad, you get yeah. sad. Yeah, <laughs> kind of like absorb it. So yeah. we, we do the same thing where we just try to be happy all the time, and yeah. it works.
0: Yeah, it does <laughs> it works? But but you know but what you yeah. you find out <laughs> what happiness is sometimes by knowing what sadness is. Right, you know oh, to. Yeah. To be to have a real experience it's like so. Sometimes you meet people and you know they've had hard time, mm-hmm. and they're really, you know, generous and kind and open, and it's and and they feel it when you're sad. Those those are the people who, you know, have lived a life. You know, and I mm-hmm. feel like I've lived a, a a pretty interesting life so far. You have. I know what it's like to be lonely, to be sick, to be, you know, in danger. Um, but And because of those types of experiences, I right. cherish what I've got now. Now, I really right. know how beautiful my life is now. Mm-hmm. And it's not about money. Uh, it's about people, good people and safety. And I wouldn't give it up for the world. Mm-mm.
1: Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think, yeah,
0: that's. But are we doing a downer one? Sorry if we're bringing anyone down. <laughs> if you're still no. listening, if you're still listening, <laughs> really, I wanted to tell that story because maybe you're at a crossroads, somebody out there, and you're, you know, maybe you're driving in your car listening to this, and you've got a crossroads coming, you know? Listen to your own drumbeat. Uh, your inner wise one. Uh, she's going to help you. She's going to lead you to where you're supposed to be. Yeah. And it's all fun. of the angels as well. <laughs> my
1: angels now are Mr. Bagel and the other cat. Oh, two cats. Those yeah. are my two little angels. Oh. They make me feel like a mom. I just want to baby them all the time. I
0: Love that. (laughs) It's just
1: and And yeah, just every time I'm with them, it just makes me feel happy that you know I'm got a comfortable like life now and yeah, things are going well. It's kind of it's kind of like that on a smaller scale.
0: No, it's 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 just the same scale. It's life (laughs) unfolding for both of us.
1: Okay. We're getting sappy.
0: Let's not get sappy. Okay. (laughs) All right. i missed you, Bridgie. I've missed you. Really?
1: Yeah. No, I I think that was a good time to share a little bit more about, you know, your past too. I know there's more. We'll get it out of you. (laughs) There's a lot more.
0: (laughs) But thanks for listening. And um, yeah, If you're still there, thanks a million for being there. We really appreciate it. We love spending time with you. And uh, soon we have a couple of uh, more very interesting women coming up. Uh, Mm -hmm. We have Sharadie's going to tell us about her um, traumatic birth experience. We Mm -hmm. have Sarah. She's coming soon. She's going to talk about contraception. Mm-hmm. We have Jen going to talk about pelvic floor physiotherapy. So all of this is coming. We just have for, to get yeah. them going um, the next few weeks.
1: Yeah, we're we're taking things spread out a little more. So we'll try to throw in some more episodes of just you and me yeah. chatting and catching up and more stories too. But yeah. we, we still love having the guests on. And you know, I hope that you guys enjoy listening to those as well. Yeah. And yeah, please, if you're still there, give us a like and subscribe. Give us a review on Apple if you get the chance. That really helps us out. Um, And we'll be back with some more.
0: Yeah. Good night now. And thanks a million. Thanks a million. (laughs) Bye-bye. So thanks again for listening. We really appreciate it. And um, if you like what we're doing, give us a bit of a review on Apple. That would help us so much. And um, if you come across a subscribe button, press the subscribe button. It doesn't cost you anything.